Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast. Featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lacanfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Christmas Eve edition of the Pick 6 Podcast is just Nick Costos and Pete Frisco because Will Brinson, you know, he's been tweeting all day, taking cell phone videos of his, uh, his television screen, but Pete, Will was unable to join us on the podcast, and God knows what Jason LaCanfora is doing right now. Will Brinson is having a Brinson family Christmas with some roasted oysters and some nice vino. And he's also, he's hanging with his best friend, and it's not one of his family members. It's Twitter.com, Pete. He's been hanging out with Twitter all day. I love him some Twitter. All right, so. All right, we had bad contest weeks, me and Brinson. I went one and four. All right, so you're you're officially locked in at one and four. Crappy. And Will is one and three right now in the super contest, and he tomorrow night has the Houston Texans, where I am two and one, and I have the Raiders and the Texans tomorrow night. So I will, I am guaranteed to have a lead going into next week over both Correct. of you guys. Correct, you are in the contest. And if the Raiders and Texans both cover, then I am looking pretty good to win the regular season contest. But you don't care about the contest, though. Why is why is that? Because you you told me earlier that. All that mattered to you was. Oh, for those of you that want the update here that listen on Monday. So I will be up by 29 points in my home league, uh, going for an undefeated season tomorrow night facing Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey and Le'Veon Bell, which means I will most likely lose and I become the 2007 Patriots. It'll be a bad Christmas. I, I may not watch the games. I may punt on watching football on you'll Christmas. Watch. You'll, yeah, watch. I'll watch you'll, you'll watch. Cause I'm a masochist. Um, and it's really going to suck. All right, so let's break down what we saw um, Week 16 NFL Sunday. Um, shall we start with the good or the bad? Should we talk some playoffs? Or you want to? Should we kill the Cowboys to start? Let's kill the Cowboys. All right, let's kill the Cowboys. Um, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm firing Jason Garrett and this coaching staff after what we saw today against I, I Seattle. Would, I would strongly consider it. I would strongly consider it. Although you always have he, Ezekiel Elliott missed six games, so you can always go back to that and say what would have happened if he had played in those six games. But I'm with you. I consider it. I thought they did a poor job today. On the one-yard line, three-yard line, you got to give them the ball three What the down. hell? Like, in all sincerity, what? Like someone tweeted this to me, and I retweeted it, and it sounds like cliche and sounds ridiculous, but it's actually the truth. Like, they could have conducted Twitter polls for the play calls, and the play calling would have been better than what Scott Linehan gave us today. It was terrible. I, I Look, the entire game was terrible from a play calling standpoint, but I mean, Elliot got his carries. He just got him in weird spots. Give him the ball on the, you're on three. I'm about use him, throw him a screen, use right. him in the passing game. Right. Like look what the Rams do with Gurley. Right. It was, like, it what was the not, Cowboys did was unbelievable. It was not a good it was day. coaching malpractice. It was not a good day. How about, how about Jason Garrett kicking, going for a 48 yard field goal down with it's, Dan Bailey down 21 12. It's the on right, first down, right. Pete. It's the right call, but not in that situation when your kicker just missed. And you might try and get 10 more yards then kick. You need a touchdown anyway. Right. I mean, yeah, but you're not going to get the touchdown. You get the field goal. But get a little thing. closer. Right. I agree with that. First down. I agree with you. Just in, in insanity. So the Cowboys season is now over and, and Dak played like garbage. He was bad. Hey, Dak has tripled the amount of interceptions that he had from a year ago. Is he the kind of quarterback that has to have everything going right Looks around that way. him to be a guy that's successful? And it does look that I'll way. I'll tell you what. I, I had some good calls this year. The Rams, the Saints, my Jimmy G love, which, which, which keeps, which keeps Paying off week after week. I said earlier this year that I thought Dak was going to be better than Goff and better than Wentz, and that looks like an awful take That's at bad. this point. That's bad. Because he's in last he's out third. of all those he's, guys. Yeah, and a distant third. Yeah, not not good. So the Cowboys a complete disaster. Um, the Seahawks did not look good in victory. 
No, the quarterback threw for 100 yards, and they won. They didn't run the ball great. Their defense played well, though. You had to give them, I mean, the defense played pretty well. All right, so so let's go from— took, took the ball away, had a defensive touchdown. All right, so now, because these two teams dovetail together, let's start with the bad here and move over to your— Atlanta Falcons. What a miserable performance on the road in New Orleans. Just self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound from the Freeman fumble at the goal line to getting stuffed on fourth and goal. Just some mind-numbing decisions by this Atlanta Falcons team that leads to a Saints victory. New Orleans clinches a playoff berth. The Saints win the NFC South if they can beat the Bucks next week. Yeah, and and the Falcons need the win next week to get into the postseason against Carolina because of this situation. Look, the bottom line is, you mentioned it, self-inflicted wounds. They had a touchdown call back to Julio Jones that should have been a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, that was a touchdown. I may, be and, fa- may have been facing And the officiating was – okay, I'm going to say this because the officiating against the Saints – Was week, very slanted. In the Thursday game, it was terrible. Remember? It was against yes. the Saints. Yep. And in this game, it was very slanted against the Falcons. It was bad officiating, a lot of bad calls, some questionable uh, interference penalties. They had a first and 40 in one situation. Insane. That can't happen. Uh, you can't fumble on the goal line. They just haven't looked good all year. I mean the bottom line is I think – you, you saw late in the game they went down the field when Rat Ryan was playing fast. He went right down the field and scored a touchdown. They need to play that way. But, like, but again, we, we just did this routine, you and I did, during our halftime show that we did, and you're not wrong. But, like, they're not going to do it, though, right? Why, why though? Because we're, we're, we're 16 weeks and 15 why, games no, but into why, the season. Though? It drives me crazy. I, it's clearly, they're a different team when they play that I, way. I, I don't know what the hell Sark's and doing. And, you know, a lot of those routes that Julio runs, they're weird. The weird routes for him, for a guy like him. But then, but then, like, but he'll run routes, and then it'll be, like, third and four, and he's, he's on the sideline. Yeah, I don't Like, I don't what get... the hell are they thinking? Yeah, and they were going to go for it on fourth and one from the 40 early in the game. That would have been dumb. They got away with it. They, they got it. But then they had a holding penalty. It just wasn't a good performance. Saints defense, though, by the way, really good. Yeah, they were they, good. They whipped them up front today. They so, got after them. So it's Falcons hosting the Panthers in Week 17. Win and in for Atlanta. Panthers win the NFC South with a victory and a Saints loss in Tampa Bay. Uh, the opening lines have come out. New Orleans a seven-point favorite on the road against the Bucks. The Falcons three-and-a-half-point home favorites against Carolina. Well, and depending on the times, remember we're talking about maybe a movement of those games or whatever if something gets flexed. If – New Orleans wins, say they flex that game to a late game, New Orleans wins earlier in the day, then Carolina's playing for nothing. Why would you play, guys? You're well, locked you, well, you'd you, be locked you play in to the, knock Atlanta out of the playoffs. Yeah, but you'd be locked into the five seed, and you might be playing on Saturday that week. But, but, don't, we, but don't you want momentum? Mm, I, I think I'd want to have my guys say, I might play him a half and get him out of there. I don't know. I think, I think you, as in you the try and get words Atlanta? of your head coach, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. You try and get, do you try and get, uh, Atlanta knocked out of there? Is that I, I, what you I think do? so if you're Carolina. Why not, right? It's your division. Well, you're not going to play him. But Carolina wins, then you go to 12 and 4. But you're the fifth seed no matter what then in that scenario. But, but they're cooking at this point. If you're though. the fifth seed, you got to play the following week and you play. You either play the Rams or the Saints. Right. Wait, who won the Rams Saints game when they played? The Rams, Rams won, won that, game. that game. So that means that the Rams would be the three seed, the Saints would be the four, so, so Carolina would have to go to New Orleans. Right. Again, in, maybe on Saturday, the next week. And New Orleans swept them. So would you rest your guys? You might rest the guys yeah, at that point. You yeah, you might, of course you would. You might rest would. the guys too. You don't, care if, you don't care if Atlanta gets in because you're thinking, okay, if Atlanta gets in, they're going to have to go play the three seed. We're not really worried about that. You rest your guys. All so right. that's why I think it would be hard to move that game. They have to play them at the same time. What's your early take on Falcons-Panthers next week in Atlanta? I think Atlanta will win. I think that line tells you they'll win the game. Carolina didn't look good today. No, I, what was wrong with their defense? All of a sudden, their defense— I don't think it was—honestly, my honest take on it. I was more disappointed in the Panthers' offense because I— ex- Jameis Winston is healthy, and I think he's showing you the last couple of weeks like what he's capable but of 370 yards or whatever, 360? Jameis was great this on, on Monday night against I, the Falcons, yeah, too. I agree. I agree. But I still think— the, the calling card for Carolina 
is the, the defense. defense. And they had, they I, didn't see, look good. I, I put that more not on the, the Panthers defense screwing up. I put it more on Jameis they being didn't, good. And, and, and you don't think Carolina was able to sustain drives and, and move the football with Cam today at all? I, I don't think that, they weren't. Yeah. I, I, that, that would be much more disturbing to me if I were a Panther. J- Jameis is good. And Jameis marched that team up and down the field. He did it on Monday night. And I, you know what? The Saints are seven point favorites on the road in Tampa. The, the, the Bucks are going to score points in that game. Well, if Jameis plays like he did the last couple weeks. And there's no reason to believe that he won't. Right. That defense, that, that was one of the things that surprised me today was the Tampa defense, how well it played with all the, you know, they're, they're down a bunch of guys on that side of the football. All right, Pete. So you are, you have one of the 50 votes for league MVP, coach of the year, offensive player of the year, et cetera. Um, after what we saw from Todd Gurley today, who's just had, a, he's the fantasy MVP. Um, just a sensational season. Unbelievable yet again, leading the Rams to victory, their first NFC West championship since 2003. Pat myself on the back. I, I, I love the Rams this year. I didn't think they were going to win or be 11 and four, you know, in week 16. True story. I told Jared Goff at training camp. I said, you guys are a year away. <laughs> he didn't like it too much, but I told him. And you were wrong. I was wrong. Um, Todd Gurley going to get your vote for league MVP? He might right now. Uh, it, it looks put it this way. It's a two man race with Brady and Gurley. And I'm going to go back and do a reevaluation of it. You know, I like to vote for the quarterback. I think the quarterback is always the most valuable player on any team. But when you look at what Gurley's done, over 2,000 yards from scrimmage, 19 touchdowns. I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's carried that team on offense. Um, and Brady has kind of faltered down the stretch here. I mean, what did he throw for, 220 today? Well, do you put that more, the Patriots beat the Bills 37-16. Do we put that more on just the offensive attack for New England, just running the ball? Because Deion Lewis was an absolute star. But they also, he also threw an interception early in the game. That kind six. Of, yeah, I mean, he he just hasn't looked right in the last, you know, Miami, that Miami game was how The Miami game was a disaster. That yes. was a couple weeks ago and on And then Monday Pittsburgh, he was good. He wasn't great against Pittsburgh when he had to drive him. He drove him. Look, bottom line is, it's between Brady and Gurley right now for the MVP. There's no real about, slam about, dunk candidate. What about Goff? Are we sleeping? Goff had four passing touchdowns. Goff's been sensational. What's Goff, how many touchdowns does Goff have now? I'm going to look that I up. Mean, that, talk, talk about Goff all Yeah, I, I mean, Goff has been phenomenal. And, and I'm going to go back to the, the executive of the year. Is a, it's an award that they don't give out. We vote on it. Some people vote on it. But Les Snead's done a hell of a job. Yes. I mean, he added Andrew Whitworth. He added John Sullivan. The offensive line much better. He added Robert Woods. He's become their number one receiver. He went out and got Sammy Watkins. I mean, people talk about what McVay's done to that offense. Bottom line is, bottom line is, they're better because their players are better. Goff has 24 touchdowns against 28, seven interceptions. 28. 28 now. 28. So four with four touchdowns. God forbid that the thing would be updated that I'm looking at here with the four touchdowns. For he's today, he's in the conversation as well. I mean, he has to be. Yeah, he's been he's been absolutely awesome. Has Jared Goff. So the Rams at 11 and four clinch the NFC West. Um, looking like the Rams will be the three seed though. It depends on what happens, obviously, in Week 17, and it sets up a very interesting game in Week 17 with the Rams taking on. Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. Don't look now, but Jimmy G is playing outstanding football, Pete. He is my man crush. As me and Will Brinson have said, he is a 16 out of 10. He bombed this Jaguars defense here. Blake Bortles looked like Blake Bortles and not in a good way. And the Niners beat the Jaguars 44-33. So in what Doug Marone called, what, a hat and t-shirt day when they win the AFC South, it turns out that they're going to be licking their wounds on the flight back to Florida. Yeah, again, part of me is sitting here saying – they knew by the time they kicked off that they won the division and they didn't have to play for anything. They were pretty much locked in to where they were going to be because Pittsburgh's not losing a game. Come on, let's be real. They're not losing to Houston. They're not losing to Cleveland. But I, I again, you Houston don't get ambushed. For, be close, you don't yeah. get ambushed for forty-four points. And to me, there were some things that stood out in that game. One, Jimmy Garoppolo had time. 
He had time in the pocket. This is a team that's supposed to get a pass rush. I don't know how many – I don't think he got sacked, did he? I don't think they put him on the ground. And that's concerning. I've said it all along. I've said it when I do the Jaguars radio show. The one thing that concerns me about their defense is this. All Usually all the – Sacked good, one time. One time. All the great defenses have – that sack, fumble, game over guy in the fourth quarter. Jacksonville doesn't have that. They have a lot of bodies and a lot of good players, but they don't have that elite pass rusher. And, and to me, that might hurt them down the stretch. But again, they're still in. They're locked in as a three seed. Get ready for the postseason. Go back to – Bortles came back at it. He made some bad throws, and there was a drop off of receiver's hands. But go back to what they were doing in terms of letting him throw on early downs and dictating tempo. So how about Jacksonville now going on the road to Tennessee next week? The Jaguars locked into the three seed if Pittsburgh wins on Monday Night Football against Houston, which we expect the Steelers will win that game. I think it'll be close, but I think Pittsburgh will win. So that means that Jacksonville cannot improve its seeding. Kansas City won the AFC West. The Chiefs are locked into the four seed. And it's based a win. On conference, based on conference. Correct. Conference. And it is a win and in now for the Tennessee Titans. So if you're Tom Coughlin and you're Doug Marone, how do you approach this game if indeed the Steelers win on Christmas night? Do you want to play a division rival in the first week of the round of the playoffs, or do you want to play the Chargers? I think that you choose the Titans over the Chargers, Of course right? you would. It's not even close. So you let them win? See, I don't think that's in Tom Coughlin's DNA, though, right? And he showed that in 2007 with the Giants when they went for it in Week 17 against the Patriots. Well, here's the other thing, okay? If they beat them, that'll be twice, right, in the regular season? No, Titans house right. Jacksonville in the regular Right, so that means oh, the God, Titans, God, yeah. if you let them win, if the Titans win, that'll be twice, right? Yes. And then they would go to Jacksonville and play a playoff game to win, beat them for the third and time. And the Jaguars would, would wipe the floor In 1999... Them. The Titans went in there and beat them in the third time in the playoffs. They swept them, the only team that beat them. Well, Jacksonville game. was 14 and 2 in 19, 1999. 1999. That's the last home playoff game that the Jacksonville Jaguars hosted. And the Titans won that game would, 30 to 13. Would, would you, would you want to play the Titans again in the third time or yes, the Chargers? Titans. I think I would prefer to play I would the want, even though I think Rivers will, will do what Phillip Rivers does in big spots. Oh my I, want, God. I would want no part of Phillip Rivers. And you game. don't want any part of Boza and, and Melvin Ingram. No. no. You, and, you, and they don't rush the passer. You take your chances with Mike Malarkey's archaic offense and so, company. So yes. basically, you're going to go kick that game off with the idea you, you can allow that team to beat They're you. They're not going to do that, though, because no. you, you know Coughlin's not letting that happen. No. They, they ain't laying down. I'm just mad. I'll be honest with you. I'm just mad that I'm not doing radio in Jacksonville on Monday night. Because I would say I'd lay down and let the Titans and, and Baselli would go nuts. Well, you, you, you gotta you let them. No, but no, but also, but coming off this loss, like getting and, and look, right? That means you would go in, That means you go into the playoffs with two losses. And they got. And let's be honest, it was only an eleven point loss, but like there was garbage time involved here. They got whipped by the 49ers. Yeah, they they game. didn't play well. Like they, they got. I think they got to come out and play everybody. Yeah, and then, I, and then, they probably will. They probably will. And the chips will uh, will, will fall. Mar- that goes may. against the nature of Coughlin, but it also goes against the nature of Moreau. Uh, it absolutely does. Um, how about the Chargers, a 14-7 win over the Jets? So the Chargers still mathematically alive in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they're mathematically alive, but they got to hope they win. And what? They win and Buffalo lose. They, they need the, ti- the they, they have to lose. win. The Titans have to lose, and either the Bills, Bills or, or Ravens, Ravens have, have to lose. lose. Right, which is, you know, who's Buffalo play to close out the season? Miami. Miami here, right? Um, yes. Yes. So they can lose that game. They could lose that game. So the bottom line is they and, need and, help. And look, I don't think the Ravens are a lock to win against Cincinnati. Mm, at home? They're not a lock. The, the, the Bengals not, just won, just beat the Lions. Yeah, it's not a lock. But but you would think that the Chargers will will, will win their game. They play what, Oakland? At home, right? Yes. They should win that game. The Chargers game. should win that game. Okay. Correct. So, so then they got to hope for help. Yeah, so it, it's, it's oddly fascinating to yeah. see how so it'll end up. So in, both in the AFC and NFC, we have... 
four, we have five seeds already locked up, five playoff teams. So we're just waiting for the sixth team in each conference. So whether it's going to be Tennessee, the Chargers, or Buffalo in the AFC, and whether it'll be the Seattle Seahawks or the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC. See, that's the thing too. If you're Jacksonville, it could end up being that Tennessee's out and you end up playing Buffalo. But Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. I, I mean, I, I, I can't. So if Buffalo. If Baltimore loses and Buffalo wins. But I, I don't even think like, like, well, I don't the know if that puts them out either. yet, like for what the, what the Bills need to have happen. Right. The Bills need to win and they need like a couple, right, like, like right. three or four things to happen that are not evident right. to Can us Buffalo, this, week, this Buffalo, week podcast at 820 on right. Sunday night. If Buffalo, what's Buffalo's record right now? Eight and seven. Okay. If Buffalo wins are nine and seven, if Baltimore loses, they're what? Nine and seven. You'd have to go to the, um, they didn't play each other. They so did. You, Buffalo, that's right. Yes. Baltimore so, beat them, but it doesn't matter though. I think it doesn't go by it would, head to head It would if there's nobody else tied with So it. the Ravens would, the Ravens would have the, the tiebreaker yeah. over them. But no, but the Chargers would be nine and seven also then. And then it goes to a three, then it goes then to a the three-way right. tiebreaker. And that would probably, I, I mean, I, I, I'm talking out of my, you know what at this point. I mean, right. like, like the actual, Thing has not been sent out so by the it's NFL not, yet. It's not, but if Tennessee wins, then Tennessee's in, right? And it's and it's locked up as the, they're as one of they're for sure as one of the right. They're what is their record right now? They're they're eight and seven. They would be nine. Oh, and, and, seven. and the Ravens haven't clinched either. So so there's, so there's the top four seeds in the AFC have been locked up, right? So, so can, Baltimore's got pole position. So, so Jacksonville might not be able to lock in their team no. they want to play. But, but and, and Baltimore looks likely to go to Kansas City in the first round, and then Jacksonville would host whoever the sixth seed is. Correct. That looks like the most likely scenario in the um, in the. So AFC. let's just play that out. Baltimore beat Kansas City. No. Ooh, I don't know. I take the Chiefs to win that game. I probably pick the Chiefs. Does the sixth seed beat Jacksonville? I don't think so. So Jacksonville would be the third Pittsburgh. seed and go to Pittsburgh, and, and Kansas City Baltimore would go back, back to New, to New England. England. The scene of the crime from right. week one when they two repeats. beat the Patriots. Two repeats. Where, where the road team won both games, by the way. All right. So um, anything on Kansas City here? The win to win the AFC I still, West? I'm beat? still concerned about their defense. I mean, Miami had 250 yards or 240 yards in the first half. That, that to me, is concerning. And, and, look, they've got back to being pretty good on offense. They still run some gimmicky garbage, though. And you, you were screaming at the TV today, Albert Wilson. Ah, ah, ah. Well, here's my, my thing. Like, like they're running plays for Albert Wilson that you should run for Tyreek Hill. I agree. What the hell are you well, doing? And also, why don't you just get Tyreek Hill down the field to passing game? It's unreal. I mean, everything's got to be think, quick. Well, they can't help them. Then right. Andy Reid shows up after the game just like Santa Claus and everybody laughs. Hey, Andy, have your offensive coordinator call a better game. Then you can give gifts out. Yeah, look. They're good on offense. I still worry about their defense. I don't think they're good enough on defense. Not not to win a Super Bowl, I don't think. All right, so we've hit all the winning teams here. We're about 20 minutes. It's Christmas Eve. We want to get the hell out of here. So we're going to hit a couple of the really bad teams, and I'm going to get your takes on whether the coaches are going to get fired or if they should get fired. Let's start off in Cleveland where the Bears beat the the Browns at Soldier Field 20-3. to The Browns are now 0-15, facing the Steelers in Week 17. A very likely 0-16 scenario awaits for Hugh Jackson. Should Hugh Jackson be fired, yes or no? Yes, he will be fired. I think he's going to get fired. I think the latest developments in that situation with players grumbling about him, uh, he's getting fired. And, and how about the Josh Rosen thing that comes out on Sunday morning that Rosen might balk at entering the draft if the Browns zero in on him with their pick? No, you're not, Josh. You're going in the draft no matter what. Stop it. It's just funny. Because he me. won't know. He won't know. By the time he declares, he's not going to know who they're going to pick. It's just funny to me. Is it? And the Browns did clinch the number one pick uh, at their 0-15. It is funny to me as a Giants fan now that this is the second time in the last 15 years or so that the Giants have been at the top of the draft looking for a quarterback. And the first time you had Eli didn't want to go to the Chargers. And now you have Rosen potentially doesn't want to but, go to the Browns. But Rosen has no, by the time he declares. Correct. Yes. He, he it's no probably say. much ado about nothing at this point. But, but why but, do people even write that? It's, who cares, Josh? You have no say so in. All right. So I he think. He could sit out now. 
So I think you should get fired also. Um, disgraceful performance by Brock Osweiler and the Broncos. Well, that's they, done. He's a terrible quarterback. They're going to play Paxton Lynch. What about Vance Joseph? Uh, in trouble, but I think here's why I think he stays. John Elway, if he fires him, he's putting the bullseye right back on him. He's not going to do that. I think he's going to keep him for another year. But this, it's the defense that's bad too that I think, and I think that's, that's the worst part here. Cause yes, like, okay, Brock Osweiler's bad. We know Brock Osweiler's bad, but this defense has been bad this I season. I think they've been drained by all having to carry the offense. Get a good offense and you'll find the defense will bounce back. Um, the Bucks have played very well the last couple of weeks with Jameis Winston back, but still a lost season in Tampa Bay. How about Dirk Cutter? Yeah, you know, I think, Last week and this week kind of helped their cutter a little bit because remember he had hurt quarterback for a lot of the season. He's got that. He had a bad shoulder. He missed time. He was never the same quarterback. If they can beat the Saints at home in week seventeen, he keep maybe, his job. maybe he stays. But I yeah. think at this point he's more likely to. If go. If Gruden wants the job, I think Gruden gets it. If not, then maybe he keeps him. Um, Todd Bowles and Mike McCagnan safe for the New York Jets. I think so. Yes. And, and they probably should be right. Yeah. Um, Jim Caldwell for the Lions. He's in trouble. Detroit officially eliminated. He's in trouble. His, you found out his contract extension was kind of, you know, one year bub, you know, fake deal. And I think when you get a new GM in there, he usually wants his own coach. Let's face it. Quinn's in there. He came from New England. Who would he have an eye on? If, if the Giants don't go get Josh McDaniels, maybe he goes and eyes Josh McDaniels. And look, and we know Marvin's probably on the way out. Don't need to discuss Matt that. Matt Patricia, too. If the Titans lose next week to Jacksonville and Tennessee finishes 8-8 eight and eight out of the playoffs, how about how do you like he's, me now, Mike Malarkey? He's in trouble. He's in trouble. Again, we go back. General manager wants his own guy in there. Inherited him. Robinson could hire his own guy. Um, Bruce Arians, that's whether he chooses to I think to he's going to retire. retire. I think he might retire. So that's not like a firing scenario. And let's save, and I know we did it already, but I want to get your definitive answer on it. Jason Garrett and the Cowboys and that staff. I think this is a situation where Jerry's going to have to go back and reevaluate it and say, hey, wait a second. Do I penalize him for the six games that Zeke wasn't there? And keep them, or do you know, I mean? This is a team that. What? How many games did they win last year? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So you fire a guy a year after he has thirteen when his, one of his best players is suspended for six games. Hard to rationalize that. I think he stays. I think he comes back. Um, we're taping this on Sunday nights. So this is before the Monday night games. But I just want to get your quick gut take because people will be listening to this on Monday morning. If the if the Texans lose. Four and eleven, then you finish five and eleven, or, or four and twelve, whatever the hell it is, um, over the rest of the season here. Um, six and ten at best, but they're not going. They're not winning their final two games. Bill O'Brien, I think he comes back, but you do have friction in there. Rick Smith, Bill O'Brien don't get along. Maybe the owner sits there and says, "Hey, I side with the general manager." I think in this case, he'll side with the coach, and the reason he'll side with the coach. All those injuries. Who's going to coach that team to victories? And you know what? They're going to be pretty good next year. And Deshaun Watson has already given Bill O'Brien the uh, the vote of confidence. And let's close with Jack Del Rio and the Oakland Raiders. Six and eight in Philadelphia on Monday night. Um, almost a ten point underdog, likely to lose. Although I think it's going to be closer than people think. How about JDR? I think he comes back. He's tight with the owner. They're friends. The owner likes him. I think he fires his offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. He already fires defensive coordinator, Ken Norton. Uh, I think there's changes there on the staff, but I think Jack Del Rio comes back. How about you being such a jerk on Christmas Eve, mocking me incessantly and rubbing salt in my wound for my, for my, what, what's going to be a loss on my undefeated I wasn't, season? I wasn't mocking you. I made a couple of jokes, but I was actually rooting for you. You today. were not rooting for I you. was rooting for you today. You're, you're a jerk. No, I was you're, rooting you're, for you. You're the Grinch. No, I'm not Except the Grinch. you're orange and not I was, green. I was rooting for you today. You're, you're the worst. But, but you know what? When you didn't win, it gives me fodder for the rest of my life. It gives you pleasure. Admit that it no, gives you it pleasure. It doesn't give me pleasure. You're I laughing wanted you as to win. you say that. I wanted you to win because you know why? I wanted you to win the money because I want you to finally go in those damn pockets and buy lunch for everybody. I always buy lunch. Eh. I'm, I don't know I'm, about I'm, that. I'm the main lunch Next buyer. week we're buying lunch for everybody anyway. That is true. I'm Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. Shout Yummy. out to you guys. Um, 
Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'm yes. flying back to New York on Monday morning. Pete He's got the be, week off. He's got the week off. He's going to be casual. Pete will be spending his Christmas in um in a very luxurious Marriott in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. No, Christmas is going to be at uh, Angelo Prisco's house. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so you are going to your dad's for some lasagna. Yeah, yeah lasagna. Stay away from the E. coli. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good cook. He's like, he makes 82 years old and making still cook. God bless him. Uh, for everyone listening, a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, hope you had luck in your fantasy. Uh, I did not, unfortunately. Um, Pete Frisco, I am Nick Costos. We will be back with you later in the week on the Mixed Pod preview in week 17.